So, we're going to look at uh, John 15, and uh, just want to read verses 1 to 8, and then verse 16, just to start with. John 15, 1 to 8, and then verse 16 as well. Jesus said this, I am the true vine and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abide in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Let's pray. Lord, as we come to your word and think about this coming week of prayer, we ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes, our spiritual eyes, to see what you have to say to us, to see, Lord, the truths of your word, and, Lord, to receive and to respond. So, Lord, we ask for your help right now in Jesus' name. Amen. This week is a week of prayer, so I'm going to ask uh, Corinne, Judith and Simon to come up and uh, chat about that. clock is um, in the morning, starts our week of prayer. And I wonder what stirs you up to pray. What would make you come to one of those sessions, either at uh, 7 or at 12 or at 7.30 in the evening? Uh, We'll have a listen to some of these quotes and uh, see if, if some of these will stir you up. Prayer to me means communing with my heavenly dad. I chat to him about everything through the day in my head as I go about everyday life, and I call that prayer too. When I pray, coincidences happen, and when I don't, they don't. The greatest tragedy of life is not unanswered prayer, but unoffered prayer. Prayer isn't dictating a list to our Father, it's a real relationship. Prayer is a real conversation. I messed up the order, sorry. Um, Prayer feels like physically lifting weight off your shoulders and handing it directly over to God. I always feel lighter after prayer. Our prayers may be awkward, our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, 
our prayers do make a difference. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. I like to consider prayer as a way of tuning out of my own will and tuning in to God's will. Like a musician would tune a musical instrument or tuning into a radio station. Beware in your prayers above everything else of limiting God, not only by unbelief, but by fancying that you know what he can do. When the devil sees a man or a woman who really believes in prayer, who knows how to pray and who really does pray, and above all, when he sees a whole church on its face before God in prayer, he trembles as much as he ever did, for he knows that his day in that church or that community is at an end. So um, I hope those quotes, or one of them in particular, inspired you about um, what prayer can do and what it can mean to us as Christians. And um, just wanted to tell you a few more practical things about the prayer week. Um, so the, the morning session of prayer we're going to have up there in the lounge. Um, so just pop in and there'll be a group of us there. And then the lunchtime and evening slots, we're going to make a creative prayer space. That's what I'm going to call it. And it's going to be here in the main hall. Um, it's going to be um, hopefully a beautiful board with inspiration and um, pictures and things to kind of spark off thoughts um, there's going to be different different kinds of ways to um, share prayer requests and um, we want you to um, maybe write a little note or something if you hear from God something that's for the whole church or um, you're inspired about a particular Bible verse we want you to add that to the board so we have something really visual that can show um, what we've all got out of the prayer week um, but just one sort of last thought to add um, we, ha we had a prayer week at uh, work recently and um, I found that if I didn't decide in my head that I was going to go to a particular prayer time, um, I, didn't, I wasn't able to go because something else happened, something else crept in, and I found, oh, I've missed, I've missed that one. So I'd encourage you to sort of decide now which of the prayer slots you're going to come to because we'd love you all to make at least one of the slots because we're really in this together so um, decide today which one you're going to come to and then it'd be great um, to see you there thank you I'm uh, looking forward to this prayer week. It starts tomorrow and uh, we'll be praying for all the things such as the promises of God that God's given us. As a church, we'll be praying for fruitfulness for each of us in our lives and in our ministries. We'll be praying for the finances. That's partly why, partly why I asked, uh, we, we were asked for Andrew to share. We'll be praying into those things um, and uh, praying as well for the building um, some very great things that we're going to be praying about and important things. So, uh, yeah, please be a part of that prayer week 
And it, it's been planned so that everyone has an opportunity to come to at least one, but try and make more if you can. And if you want to pray, but you can't get down at that particular time, for any reason, just pray in your home as well. Um, you know, it's, we, we are part of the church wherever we are to please come. What I want to do is this morning, I want to focus on the question of why are we doing this? Why are we having a week of prayer? A week of concerted prayer. Why, why is it so important? And it's a different type of message in a way because I would normally take a passage and look through that or a, a scripture verse and expound that. But uh, I, I just felt as I, I, I wanted to um, talk about this because of the importance of prayer and as a reminder to us of the place that prayer should have in our lives. I still have a text and it's chapter 5, John 15 verse 16 and uh, it's this verse, you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name he may give you. I'll uh, be coming back to that um, later on in the, in, in the message. The title, if you like, is Fruitfulness in Prayer. But the question is, why have a week of prayer? Here's my answer. Four reasons why we're doing this. First of all, because it's a declaration that we as a church are totally dependent upon God. And I've given you the headings on a sheet this morning, um, partly because if you look at my headings, they are actually ridiculously long, and I couldn't make them snappy for you to remember. So I've, I've done a sheet for you to look at, to take with you. I could have put them on a PowerPoint, but the headings wouldn't fit on the PowerPoint, so there they are for you to take home. And to follow, I've put one or two of the quotes. One quote is quite a long quote. Um, so uh, that's why I've put that on there as well. So here it is again. Why are we, uh, reasons for the prayer week, week of prayer. Why are we having a week of prayer? Because it's a declaration to God, to ourselves, to each other and to the principalities and powers that we are totally, as a church, dependent on God for everything. And I mean totally dependent on God. Whether that's preaching, teaching, whether that's children's work, youth work, feeding the hungry, whether it's our ministries, our growth groups, whether it's the women's ministry, it's the men's ministry, reaching out with the gospel, whatever it is, we are totally dependent on God for everything, utterly and completely. And that's what we're declaring in this prayer week, by having a week of prayer. And it's actually what we're declaring when we have every prayer meeting and when we pray in our own private rooms as well, on our own. We are saying we utterly rely upon God, the Spirit of God, 
for all that we do. You see, what, what actually is prayer? What is prayer? Prayer is, at its most basically, it's an expression of just trusting God. Simple trust in God. I've put a quote there, John Piper. He says, prayer is the translation into a thousand different words of a single sentence, apart from me, you can do nothing. John 15, 5. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's why God loves prayer. That's why God loves to hear us when we pray. God is never more glorified and honoured than when we humbly, brokenly, with childlike dependence, come to him and express our needs to him. There's a well-known verse in uh, Psalm, you don't need to turn to it, Psalm 50, verse 15, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I'll deliver you. Call upon me, ask, and I'll be glorified through answering that prayer. You shall glorify me. God is never more glorified than the collapse of our self-reliance. And when we come to him in prayer. The second reason we're having a week of prayer is because it's a declaration that we exist as a church to do things that cannot be done without God's special supernatural grace. This week of prayer and every prayer meeting and every time we pray is a declaration to God, to ourselves, to each other, to the principalities and powers, that God calls us as a church to do things that we cannot do ourselves. There is no way, humanly speaking, that we can do what God calls us to do. And so we need the supernatural intervention of God in every area of our prayer life, of our church life rather. And so we're totally dependent on God. From the preaching of a sermon on Sunday in a way that's fruitful and glorifying to God, to the making of a meal on a Wednesday night that will glorify God, to the caring for a baby in the creche on a Sunday or on a Thursday morning, to the glory of God. We cannot do anything to the glory of God unless God's power flows into us and through us. And that's why we're having this prayer week. God has called us to be fruitful in witness, to be witnesses ourselves. We cannot do that to the glory of God without God's power coming in. We can't see one soul saved and translated from the kingdom of darkness, the power of darkness, brought into the kingdom of God's light, this light of his Son, unless God moves. So we are totally dependent on God for that. And that's why we must pray. Thirdly, it's connected to that. The reason why we're having this week of prayer 
is because, number three, God has called each of us to become someone it's impossible to become without God's special supernatural grace. So, why are we having this prayer week? It's a declaration to God, to ourselves, to you and me, to the principalities and powers, that God has called us to become people that we cannot become unless God's power and grace come into our lives. What sort of person has God called you to become? What sort of children has God called our children to become? What about our teenagers? What sort of teenagers has God called our teenagers to become? What about people who come to Christ from real hope, from 50 plus, from mums and toddlers, from our front lines, as they come and find Christ? What sort of people is God calling you and me to become? He's calling us to become new creations in Christ. He's calling us to become people who are clothed with the love of Christ and the joy of Christ and the peace of Christ. He's calling you and me to fruitfulness in all of those things. He's calling us to Christ-likeness. Holiness of character. He's calling us to a life of, of, that has broken free of the self-life and of the power of the sinful nature and of the self-centeredness which is natural to us. And I cannot do that. You can't do that unless God comes in. Unless God's power, His supernatural grace fills our lives. And so, friends, we need to pray. We need to pray and seek God as if our lives depended on it. I suppose naturally, when I think of big things for God to do, we think of maybe things like the building project and the financial side of that, bringing all of that amazing amount that we're trusting God for. That's a big project we need, and it's right to pray about that. But friends, if, if, if we only think of the things like the building project needing a miraculous intervention of God, we haven't even begun to understand the true nature of the Christian life. We need the power of God to grow in grace. We need the power of God to be filling our lives to change one iota of our nature. To be holy. To put on the Christ clothes of love and forgiveness and patience and humility and brokenness and self-control and generosity and unselfishness and kindness and all of those things which are Christ. And that's why we need to pray. And that's why we're having a prayer week. And fourthly, God has chosen prayer to be the means by which all of his resources are released to accomplish his plans. Why are we having a prayer week? We're declaring to God, to ourselves, to each other, to the principalities and powers that actually God has chosen prayer to bring about these things. That's his means. 
That's why we're having this week of prayer. God's chosen prayer. That's why we need to get on our faces. That's why we need to bend our knees. We need to seek God together. Because it's prayer that brings about these changes. John 15 verse 16, that text which I read, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that, whatever. Notice that word. Don't, don't look, go over that word without thinking about it, what it means. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. That's amazing. That is breathtaking. Whatever you ask. That's as amazing as the words of our Lord's brother James who said this, you do not have because you do not ask. You do not have because you do not ask. So to flip that around, if you had asked, God says, I would have given it to you. But you didn't ask. Jesus said, didn't he? Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. Prayer changes things. Does it? It does. It's strange, isn't it? How can I affect God's plans? This is one of the mysteries of prayer. When I pray, that changes things. That's what it says. If you had, it, had God says, if you had asked, I would have done something. But you didn't ask, so I didn't. If they'd asked, they would have received. So their asking makes a difference. Our asking makes a difference. God actually changes things in response to our prayers. Jesus, Jesus prayed for Peter and changed things. He said, Satan's designed you, desired that you, he would sift you. And I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And Peter's faith didn't fail. He failed and his love failed, but his faith didn't fail. So Jesus' prayers made a difference. And that's why we're to pray about everything. That's why it's a wonderful privilege we're to have that mindset. And the more we can cultivate this in our lives, the, more, the closer we will be to God every day, every moment of the day, where we're praying. Paul says, didn't he? Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. This is the wonder of prayer. That through prayer, we actually become partners with God. Partners with God. If you, I put that uh, long quote there. This is from a book by Philip Jensen and Tony Payne. Prayer in the Voice of God. We are God's fellow workers in prayer. God includes and uses our prayers in his purposes. Much as a patient mother will let a three-year-old help with the cooking, even though it takes much longer and produces considerably more mess. God gathers our prayers into his purposes. And he has done this for our sake, that we might learn to trust him, to flee to him in all our troubles, to overflow with gratitude when he grants our requests. 
and to appreciate even more the kindness and goodness he shows towards us. The miracle of prayer. As I've uh, gone on in my uh, Christian life, I, I, I find that I'm increasingly awed and stunned by the, the, the wonders of the world. And I, I always find myself now, if I'm watching, a, there's some great programs on telly about nature and seeing little things in microscopic detail, the things that we've never, ever seen before, um, just the wonders of the world. And I just find myself praising God. I don't know if you find that just, oh, isn't God great? And I'm amazed that people cannot see that there's a God who's created these things. And then I'm reminded that I too would be blind to these things if God hadn't opened my eyes as well. But I, um, I came across this fact in a magazine recently and I've put it in the notes. If you look at the bottom, that is not a misprint. It's, um, if, you, if you're a chemist, you might know. At least you might know something about that. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a formula so much. It's like a chemical notation. And uh, that actually represents a chemical molecule. I'm tempted to ask, does anybody know what it is? But uh, it's actually the molecule of hemoglobin. All right? So what's in your blood? What makes your blood red? What um, carries the oxygen through your blood? This is a molecule of hemoglobin. And what it says is there, that, so C is carbon. So in a molecule, one little molecule of carbon, there are 2,954 atoms. Hydrogen, there are 516 atoms. There's 780 atoms of nitrogen. S is sulfur, 12 atoms of sulfur. Fe is iron. Well, you should be up here, you're very good. Four atoms of iron. Okay, in one microscopic, little, tiny, invisible atom, uh, molecule of hemoglobin. Before you get the wrong impression that I'm a brilliant chemist, <laughs> you, you do need to know that I spectacularly failed my chemistry A-level, for which I blame the teacher. But I, I, last came, I, I did come away with a little basic understanding. But that is the minuscule, minute detail of God in a, little, in a little molecule. From the sublime to the ridiculous, scientists now estimate that in this universe, this great vast universe, there are 100 billion galaxies. That's what they estimate. 100 billion, that's 100 thousand million, not planets, galaxies. And they say as technology improves, they think they'll find another 200 billion more. <laughs> Just another couple of billion more, a couple of hundred billion more. So from the minuscule to the astronomical, this amazing God who's made these things says to you and me, ask and I'll give you. Come to me 
bring your needs to me, pray, and I will give you. This supreme, sovereign God bends himself to us and he invites us to ask him, why would I not pray when I have that ability, that wonderful privilege? Not only does he promise to hear us, he promises to answer our prayers and to meet my every need. I, I don't know about you, but I find that mind-boggling. It's just beyond my understanding why God does that. I think prayer's got to be one of the greatest privileges that we have to be able to talk to God as our Heavenly Father. Just to open my heart anytime. I can do that anytime. Just come to God because he's my Heavenly Father. Chuck Smith in his book Effective Prayer, Effective Prayer Life says this, I imagine one of the great mysteries among the angels in heaven is that man has been given this glorious privilege of prayer, yet he takes such little advantage of it and treats it in such a peculiar way. So our access to God on a personal level as a child of God is one of the greatest blessings we could have. It's a beautiful gift. And so, my uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, let's meet together to pray this week. Let's meet together, be a praying church. God has given me a dream, I have a dream, okay, that we would become a house of prayer for all nations. Actually, it's a promise God's given. We would become a house of prayer. For all nations, if you're a member of another nation, if you're part of another nation, you're part of this. We want you to come, be part of this concert of prayer. Every week, pray. But let's through this week, pray as well. We, uh, God, sometimes God gives you a vision, doesn't he? And that is such, that's part of our DNA, is that? So it's important to let... People, new people know. This is what God's called us to be, a house of prayer for all nations. That's why we pray. We have a church prayer meeting once a fortnight on a Thursday night. That's why our elders meet for prayer every Tuesday morning. And we start our business meetings, not just with a, a, a little prayer, but a season of prayer, time of prayer. That's why uh, we have our priority prayer evenings on a Every six weeks on a Sunday evening, we focus on prayer and we have a men's prayer breakfast. There's prayer going on. I want to encourage you to be part of our prayer life, friends. No legal thing about this. It's not, well, you've got to come to this, you've got to come to that. Each one of us has got to work out, what can I do? What can I be a part of? And so... I just want to uh, leave that with you, plead with you. Say, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this praying life of this church. And wouldn't it be great, friends, if this week was a launch pad for you to renew your life of prayer, for you to renew and restore and rededicate yourself to pray. To make prayer the priority in your life, it needs to be in my it needs to be in my life. Prayer requires constant renewal. I want to challenge you. 
Get alone with God every day. If you're not doing that, do it, friends. Make sure that God has a part where you don't not just bring your requests, but you spend time with God and commune with God and enjoy God's presence and have that fellowship with Him and read the Word of God and prayerfully think about it. Make that a priority in your day. It would be wonderful if that became a habit in every life, praying. So would you come, would you be part of this prayer week? Would you use it to renew yourself to pray? And let's become that house of prayer that God wants us to be. I'm going to finish now, I don't want to prolong it. I've run out of things to say, so that's a good time to finish. And I'd like us just to be quiet. Uh, we're not going to sing at the end. I want us to be, spend a few minutes just thinking about this and responding. I want you to respond quietly. Say, God, what do you want me to do? How, what do you want me to change in my life about prayer so I can pray more? Is there a little change, a big change? Whatever it is, let's just in the quietness, just ask God, Lord, what do you want me to do? God will show you. He wants you to become, and wants me to become a better prayer, better one person who prays. So let's be quiet, shall we? Give time to God to speak to our hearts. <coughs> Teach us to pray. Where we feel very weak, and feeble, sometimes disappointed with ourselves, Lord, in our praying, would you forgive us? But Lord, help us not to get discouraged and to renew ourselves by the power of your Spirit so that, Lord, we pray. And I pray, Lord, that you would come and pour out a spirit of prayer and supplication upon us as a church. Just as you promised your people there in, through Zechariah in his day. Because Lord, we want to be a praying church, a trusting church. And we want to see accomplished all of those miraculous, supernatural things that you want to accomplish. Such as us living for Christ. And becoming the men and the women, the boys and the girls and the teenagers that you want us to be. <coughs> and seeing people come to Christ. And seeing our finances met. And seeing this building, the new building built. And seeing you above all glorified. So come upon us, we pray, and help us to pray. For we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say as well, if you would like someone to pray with you this morning for any area, anything, any concern or anxiety or any, maybe another person, maybe...